You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye baseball. Eight strikeouts for the King tonight and make it... 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Seattle. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seeger, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. And welcome back, Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Gary Hill here. Ah, uh, yes, eight. Eight in a row for the Mariners. The roll continues. How about that last night? They sweep the road trip. Perfection on the road trip. They sweep the A's. They sweep the Angels. Unbelievable. They are just rolling. We're going to dive into the game in just a moment, have all the highlights for you. Lots of reactions, some really good stuff coming your way about the game last night. Mariners win another close one. We've talked so much about the offense for good reason. The top scoring team in September coming into the game last night. But the pitching has been fabulous as well. And the pitching was outstanding last night. Iwakuma again. The rotation continues to roll. The bullpen was outstanding as well. And the Mariners get the win over the Angels. And you look at the wild card standings. The Mariners take a leap over the Yankees. One and a half games back from the second wild card. The Tigers a half game ahead of the Mariners. The Blue Jays hold the second wild card. The Mariners just a game and a half back. And guess who comes to Safeco Field starting on Friday? First the Houston Astros for three, and then the Blue Jays after that for three. Safeco Field is going to be the place to be, and the Mariners added to it. So, to celebrate the eight-game winning streak. You can get your tickets now to celebrate eight in a row. $8 view reserve tickets for this homestand, for this weekend against the Houston Astros. Yeah, you heard that right. $8 view reserved tickets. You should get on that because this weekend is going to be sensational. In fact, I mean, we've talked about this before. I think Kings Court is just sensational. One of the most unique atmospheres in all of sports and one of my favorite moments is when Felix Hernandez first walks out of the bullpen and makes that slow stroll across the field during pregame and the music is blaring and King's Court is on their feet and the atmosphere starting right then is just fabulous and I can't help but think what Friday night at Safeco Field is going to be like in that moment. Picture a full house. Picture Kings Court already on their feet. When he steps out onto that field for the first time to make his way to the dugout, what that atmosphere is going to be like at Safeco Field is going to be sensational. Picture a packed house. Picture everyone on their feet as the Mariners will go for their ninth win in a row. Who knows where they'll be in terms of games back at that point. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, but they could be right on the cusp. 
But there will be a lot to play for this weekend, and it starts on Friday, and it will start the moment Felix Hernandez makes the walk to that dugout. And I, that, that moment in my mind has just been dancing in my head, and I can't wait to be there on Friday for that. And I hope you are too. I hope to see you this weekend as the Mariners take on the Astros. When you show up this weekend, make sure to say hi at Gary Hill Jr. on Twitter. You can wave. Point your, Tell me your section. I'll wave to you. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun weekend for sure. Iwakuma on the hill for the Mariners, and he was dynamite in this ball game. The Mariners didn't have much going offensively in this ball game. Iwakuma did get some help, though, defensively. Pitch to Ortega. Swing. Ground ball off the top of the mound. Kanoto was right to backhand. He's got it. Steps on the back for one. The throw to first, and it's in time for two. Robbie Cano got to that ball at the same time he got to the bag. Stepped on the pillow for the out on Crone, and with his momentum going out toward left field, wheeled around, fired a strike to Vogelback at first, in time to double up Ortega. A 4-3 double play. And the Angels have two outs here in the bottom of the second. The wizardry of the veteran second baseman, Robinson Cano, and he does it again. So smooth. He's having a really great year. We've talked about his offensive exploits a lot for good reason, but defensively, he's having an excellent year as well when you break down the numbers. And just all the way around, he's having a tremendous season, a great play right there. The Angels did take the lead in the third inning on a rare Iwakuma wild pitch. So the Angels, a one nothing lead heading to the fifth, and then one big swing. The Mariners tie it up. Here's the pitch on the way to Kyle Seager. Swing and a drive deep to right field. Going and going. Goodbye baseball. Kyle Seager with his 29th home run of the year has just tied this game over the tall wall in right field number 29 for Kyle. It's now the Mariners won the Angels won here in the top of the fifth inning. Kyle jumping on the first pitch. Number 29 on the season and he's getting closer to five in September. Five homers in April. Five in May. Five in June. Five in July. Five in August. And now four in September. He's got 29 on the season. That was a big one to tie up the score at that point. So one to one is the count into the seventh inning. Iwakuma was just dealing at that point, uh, just allowing that one run. That was it. And then the Mariners take the lead on a laser. The pitch. Swing, a line drive shot, muscled left field of the small wall, and it is over the fence. Gone home run. Back-to-back nights for Nelson Cruz. One swing has given the Mariners the lead. It's number 37 for Nelson Cruz, and it's now 2-1 Mariners. 37th of the season for Nelson Cruz. It breaks the tie. The Mariners take the lead 2-1 in the seventh. Now the Angels would threaten in the bottom of the inning. Iwakuma gets chased, but the bullpen comes on. And the bullpen was outstanding in this one. Well, Helmsen gets out of trouble, pitches two-thirds, innings clean. Ciszek comes on, pitches one inning, no hits, no runs, no walks, and a strikeout. And by the way, it's, it's been kind of quiet, but you look at what Ciszek has done since returning from the disabled list, activated on the 19th of August, uh, pitching for the first time on the 20th of August. 
And you look now since then, a 1.80 ERA, a 1.94 batting average against, and he's been scoreless in 10 of his last 11 outings or 10 of the 11 outings in that stretch. He's really been locked down. He's been pitching now in high leverage situations. This is a third straight one-run game he's pitched in. And then the Mariners had the pleasure of handing things over to Edwin Diaz, who needed all of 10 pitches to finish off the Angels. The one nothing pitch. Swing and a pop-up into shallow center field. Going out. Marte coming in. Martin. It is going to be Marte. He makes the catch, and the Mariners have now won eight in a row. Their fourth longest winning streak. In the history of the franchise, they win it tonight, 2-1 to over the Angels here in Anaheim. They sweep the Angels in the three-game series. Edwin Diaz, his 16th save of the year for Sugar. How sweet it is, and the Mariners come away with their eighth consecutive victory. Eighth straight win, a 2-1 to victory over the Angels. Iwakuma win number 16. Diaz save number 16. Mariners, their offense has been scorching, just six hits in this one, but two of them solo home runs. Seager, 29, Cruz, 37, and that was the win. The Mariners take it over the Angels, 2-1. to one. Here's the skipper, Scott Service. No, I'm really, really happy. I will definitely. Uh, you know, awesome uh, outing by my Kuma. Uh, our starting pitching continues to. To roll. It's been uh, fun to watch. It's certainly happening at the right time. And you know, not a ton of offense tonight. A couple big homers. Obviously, uh, you know, Sieg and, and Nelly's had a heck of a road trip. So, uh, you know, bullpen was really solid tonight. It, it needed to be. There wasn't too much room for air. Uh, and uh, just outstanding trip. Can't say enough. Uh, you know, guys are really, uh, really confident, really happy. The energy's up. Uh, should be, should be a really fun homestand going. On. Scott, you said you wanted to get home with meaningful games, and that, that these last six were important for that. They really were, and uh, you know these teams in their division, we know them very well. They know us very well. Uh, you know, a couple tight ones over and over. You know, a tight one here tonight. It's, it's nice to see guys. I mean, you just play. We're really loose. We're having fun. That's the way it should be. You know, you, this this game, we get all uptight and every right on every pitch. But you got to enjoy it, and, and we certainly are. Scott, you talked about how hard it is to win one game, to win six in a row on the road like this. What, what does it say about that? We're just focusing on the game. That's the key. You know, when we got on the plane, you know, you're thinking, oh, just keep winning the series, win series, win series. And you win the first couple, eh, why not sweep it? And uh, that's kind of been our attitude and the mentality with this club. And just everybody's doing their part. It's the starters, it's the bullpen, it's even the guys that are coming in off the bench, just, just doing their job. Guys can't wait to get to the ballpark. That's what you're hoping for in September. You know, guys want to go to the park. You never want to be in a position where, oh, God, i got to go to work. You know, we all have those days, but not at this time of year. You're looking forward to it. You know, whether it's, it's the crazy thing your teammates are going to say or do or whatever, you got to get there. And that's where our guys are right now. Hey, Iwakuma hit a little bit of a rough spot a couple about a couple weeks ago. The last couple looks like he's pulled it back. He together. dialed it up. He was really focused tonight. You can see the look in his face. Uh, the preparation with Kuma is always there. Uh, but tonight, even the first and third inning, you know, he's very good and get methodical of slowing the game down. You see, it's almost to the point it's, it drives you crazy. Let's mm-hmm. go. But that's what he does. He slows it down. He executes pitches. And, you know, it could, that inning could have got away from him, and it did. He's really kind of the glue. 
sorry. He's kind of been the glue for this rotation. He really has all year. He's been our most consistent guy. He's, he's taken the ball you know, every fifth day. It gives us a chance to win and, and uh, I think a lot of them you know, for, for how he goes about his business. And, you know, he leads in his own way. He's not the vocal leader, but, uh, you know, he, guys really look up to him. Is this the biggest homestand of the season right now that you're going into? Uh, I mean, just, just where you're at. And we're just going to have fun. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to keep playing ball. And, you know, we're playing against good teams. You know, we, we've had a tough time with Houston this year. Um, Toronto's got a very good club. So, uh, you know, we'll show up. Day off is well-deserved. Uh, guys are looking for that, forward to that. But, you know, we'll show up. should be a fun weekend. But you, play, you feel like you're playing your best baseball. We're playing in. our best baseball at the right time. And, uh, you know, as teams get rolling and, you know, the stakes get a little bit higher, we're not looking at it that way. We're just playing and, and guys are doing their job. And the Mariners rotation doing their job. A 1.41 ERA in their last eight starts. It's just been one after another during this winning streak. Uh, I mean, the, when you have the highest scoring team, in baseball in September, you couple that with that rotation, the bullpen pitching well, not a surprise. They are just winning night after night after night, eight in a row. Chris Iannetta, it was very interesting in the postgame. Here's what he had to say. I think it's some really good stuff. You, know, you have things like this when you come down the stretch and you want to get hot and you want to get momentum. It starts with energy. Um, you know, we play a lot of teams that are kind of lacking that because they're out of it or they're, they're struggling on their own. But if you can have energy guys, if you're dugout, you get the young guys chirping, you get everyone chirping, you know, manufacture some energy, um, and the dugout carries over. Um, I think you saw, our start. you saw that start in Oakland. You know, we had some guys on the bench really good, get the rest of the guys going, and it's paid off. Is that different from early? I mean, I know there's always been an energy, but how different? How is that different now that you guys are in the stretch? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a long season. Um, to put that much you know energy into some and sometimes it's it's difficult. You know, it really is. It's a grind. Um, but when you're coming down the stretch and you're in a playoff race, it's a lot easier. You know, there's a lot on the line. There's a lot to play for. You know, there's there's no pressure on us right now. You know, it's, and the pressure's on everyone else. You know, we're we're making a run. We want we expect to win, and you know whatever happens happens. But you know we're we're chasing. There's no pressure. Kyle said that you're one of the guys that kind of look to. You've been there. You know how this works. What what do you tell them? I, I, I had a conversation with Kyle when we went into Oakland. I said, you want to know how to start a run? I said, you, you starts with an intention. You know, you got to get everyone believing in something, even if it's a joke. You know, in 2007 with the Rockies, when we made that that historic run, we we started joking around and saying, oh, let's just win out. You know, the chances of that are astronomical. But it started with that, and we had a big doubleheader where we won both games. We had a walk-off by Todd Helton against the Dodgers, and it was, you know, we won a couple more games. And after a while, those jokes became a little more serious, and the energy started building, and we we just felt like we couldn't lose. We knew when we stepped on the field that day, we were going to win. And there was a few games that we were down six or seven runs early in that stretch, and we knew that we were going to come back because we had that type of offense, and we had that pitching that would hold it. And it's the same situation here. Um, you know, that, Kyle and I were talking about. It. I said, "Look, let's get the get the young guys going. Let's get everyone chirping and." Let's manufacture some energy. Let's set the intention that we're going to win some games, and let's see what happens. And I think it's, I think it's paid off. Let's well, be back on the baseball. Steve Ciszek, see him come in, heart of the order right there. He's had his ups and downs, yeah. but to dominate again. Yeah, being able to keep guys off balance, even I get some swings and misses, get some mishit balls is really big right there. You know, he faced the meat of the order, which has been, you know, really tough for us. We've, we've handled the majority of the lineup pretty well throughout the year, but those first four or five guys we've we've battled against, rightfully so. They're some of the best hitters in the game, you know, with Trout and Pujols up at the top. Escobar's having a great year, and Cole Calhoun, I still believe, is one of the most underrated players 
players in, in men baseball. And then they have C.J. Crone back, who's you know got a ton of power, good good play coverage. He can do some damage at any given time. So those five guys make it really difficult. And he did a good job against them. Chris Iannetta, really good stuff there, I thought, especially um, recalling his rocky days and some of the conversations they've had, including with Kyle Seeger. Seeger, a nice play defensively as well, uh, a really nice play on Pujols in the ball game. The pitch, swing and a broken bat, ground ball wide at third, diving stop by Seeger, gets up, spin move, throws the first in time to rob Pujols of a hit, and that will retire the side. Kyle Seeger off to his left, sliding for it. He slid on his left knee, did a 360 spin move. He got up and he fires the first in time. And, of course, the home run as well. Here's what he said after the game. I was looking for a pitch, you know, we're trying to, you know, the game, you know, Kuma was throwing the ball really well, you know, we really hadn't too many, uh, you know, too many sparks, nothing really had happened so far on us offensively, so just trying to be aggressive and, you know, hopefully make something happen, and thankfully it worked out. Well, you guys have kind of done it in every single way you could in this winning streak so far. I mean, what, what are you seeing and why are you seeing it right now? Yeah, just like you're saying, you know, we, we have a this this environment is is really special right now. You know, I think it starts out there with Skip. You know, he, he's built this culture and this is, uh, you know, this is a lot of fun and there's a lot of belief here. So, I mean, you're... If we we're not we're not stressing, that's that's a big thing. That's something that's you know been pretty refreshing. It's been a fun, it's been a really you know clean, enjoyable environment. And you know when you when you're having fun, you're gonna play better. And you know when you play better, you win. So it works out. How would you learn two years ago when you guys were in this position playing these games down the stretch? And what's different? Now? Um, well, you know I think when you're in it, especially for the first time, you know there's some there's certainly some you know there's some nervous energy and and it's not like we didn't make the postseason. So I mean we didn't accomplish the goal we wanted to that year. So you know there's there's some guys on here that have you know, had the playoff experience. You know I've uh, you know spoke with Ian a few times about it. You know he's kind of told me some about the weather Colorado was doing. And, you know obviously you know Cruz and Cano have had a lot of time there. So, I mean, there, there's guys that have, you know, been able to keep everything moving forward. How much did what happened in that last day of the season kind of make you want that, that much more? Yeah, you know, well, that, that's that's something to be said for that. You know, we, you know, to get ended and, you know, with, you know, what, four innings left in the game, you know, that's, that's tough. You know, that leaves a, a bitter taste in your mouth. And, you know, it's... It's something that you have to, uh, you know, you continue to fight, and you understand that every game matters. And you know, a game you, a game you lose earlier, or a game you come back and win, you know, those add up in the end. How big is Kuma again? He's been phenomenal. You know, he, uh, he, he's been throwing the ball real well for us. He's been, he's been so consistent throughout the whole season. I felt like, and you know, he, uh, he was good tonight. He was great tonight. You know, they, uh, they had a couple times where they even. We're putting up any kind of a threat, and he's just, you know, he took care of it. Not to, not to play, put a bunch of pressure on but can you think of a bigger series going back home, almost down like this, he has one and a half games out, playing Astros, Blue Jays. Can you think of a bigger series of games that you played in? You know I think a better series we've played in? Yeah, a bigger series than you played in right now, like the importance of it. Yeah, I guess that's a pretty big one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it is. Everything's important this time. You're playing teams that are, you know, in the hunt with you and teams that are ahead of you, so... You know, that's something that, you know, you really have to, you know, focus in on. But, you know, we're, we're going to maintain the same attitude. We're going to maintain the same energy and, and have fun with it. There it is, Kyle Seeger in the clubhouse talking about this one. So, off day today. Oh, off day. What are we all going to do? <laughs> it's a long way to wait. 
until Friday. But you really don't have to wait because there is a lot of games impacting the Mariners today. And it starts at 10-10. The Twins and Tigers go at it. Hector Santiago will go for Minnesota. So that's interesting against Pelfrey. Uh, that's a big one, obviously. You know, the Mariners can get a half game right there on the Tigers if the Twins can help out. And then at 4 o'clock today, uh, Baltimore and Tampa Bay will play in Baltimore. You get to root for a local product. Blake Snell will take the ball for Tampa Bay. Mariners looking for some help there from the Rays. Yankees and Red Sox will square, uh, square off at 4 o'clock. Tanaka will go for the Yankees, and that is in Fenway. A's and Royals will go at it again, and the A's – you know, since the Mariners swept the A's, the A's have won the first three against Kansas City. And the Mariners are now hoping for something similar because the Blue Jays are in Anaheim now to take on the Angels. So Mariners are now hoping the Angels can turn it around and get a win or two against the Blue Jays. So that's a look at what will be a big day tomorrow. So we'll have a better idea when we talk on the podcast tomorrow about exactly what the landscape is and what the Mariners can do. I mean, there's a chance the Mariners can be the next team out of the wild card. You know, depending on what happens, I mean, they could be they could be right there on the doorstep. There's because there's a lot of teams that have to play tomorrow and then Friday with the early games by the time the first pitch is thrown at Safeco Field on Friday, who knows where the Mariners will be. But Friday's going to be fun. So hope to see you at Safeco Field on Friday. Now, Taiwan Walker got all the attention for good reason two games ago. Complete game, strikeouts and double figures, a shutout, no walks, outstanding outing. Here is Shannon Dreyer with Taiwan Walker talking about his outing. Chad and Dreyer in the clubhouse catching up with uh, Taiwan Walker, who had just a fantastic game last night. And first of all, congratulations. I mean, I think everybody was thrilled to see what we saw out there. And, you know, the first question, you get into that, and you've got so much going on. You're reworking so many things. And just go ahead and add to the mix, oh, I've got a perfect game going, and I've got a no-hitter going. What impact did that part have on your game yesterday? It felt good. And, um, you know, a couple days before my start, you know, I've been watching a lot of video and just really working on everything and, uh, you know, watching videos of, you know, Arietta and Clemens. And, uh, you know, I came in the next day and I was like, Mel, I think I got it. And so we're out there playing catch and everything just felt like kind of clicked and it felt really good. And uh, so yesterday in the bullpen, everything was just feeling really good. And I was like, okay, you know, if I could just stay right here, keep it like this, you know, don't try to do too much, you know, anything extra and just take this out to the mound and be fine. And, you know, went out there and, uh, it was just aggressive, and then, uh, you know, Z just did a heck of a job behind the plate, you know, just keeping the hitters off balance, you know. And uh, he did a great job reminding me, you know, every time I would get out of my mechanics a little bit, he would just remind me real quick, and, you know, the next very next pitch I'd fix it. Now, Z also told me that he really kind of encouraged. He said, you know what, I've been there. I've, yeah. I've been to where I've had to rebuild things. And he said that he talked to you a little bit about that too. Yeah, definitely, you know. And, uh, you know, coming up, you know, it's kind of tough. You know, you, you have a way, you know, you kind of stick with, what got you there mm-hmm. and you have some success and then you know then you start to struggle and, and that's when you kind of have to tweak a little bit of things here and there and 
you know, <clears throat> we wanted to, you know, try to fix things early in the year, but I think the fact that I've had success with what I was doing before, you know, we didn't really push it too hard. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we finally was like, look, we got to do this. You know, it's not just for the rest of the year, but, you know, it's going to help for, you know, just a long haul. It's going to keep you healthy and, you know, it's going to really make yourself that much better. You said you watch videotape and they were power pitchers. What are you looking for when you're watching a Clemens or an Arietta? Um, Just their lower half, you know, how they, uh, they all kind of have a higher leg kick, which I'm working on. And um, you know, they get a, a little bit of turn, and I think the biggest thing is they they stay close for a really long time, and that's something I wasn't doing. I was flying open like early, and everything was just flat. And um, so the biggest thing was just watching how how long they stay close, and um, you know, just that little tilt that they had. What does that feel like to you? I mean, you, they look yeah. like little things, but I can't imagine they feel like. Little. Yeah, it feels feels really weird, especially with my first start when I uh, against Texas. Um, you know, I felt like I was out there pitching like Felix. I feel like I had a full turn, <laughs> and you know, I didn't feel like I was going to be able to throw the ball. I felt super closed off. But you know, the more I worked on it, the more comfortable I got. And, you know, even through that first game, you know, uh, as the game went on, it got real comfortable. And yesterday, it just felt like a lot better. Uh, still a little bit awkward. You know, mm-hmm. just getting used to still turning a little bit sometimes I wouldn't turn and sometimes I get too quick so I just got to keep reminding myself to get that turn you know and just stay back at the tail keep close as long as possible I gotta imagine that takes a long time for that just to become automatic and feel natural oh yeah definitely you know it takes you know I was in such a bad habit for a long time doing you know some for two years um and the fact that uh you know I was pretty happy with what you know what I did in 10 days and you know just take and have success with it um and then to see the results too you know that early you know when we uh, first sat down and talked, we were like, you know, it's going to be a struggle the first couple of times. You know, it's going to be a struggle for a while. And the fact that, you know, had a decent start the first time and then the second time around, you know, it was, it was really good. Um, and I, so I was a little surprised, um, but it felt good. To be able to do it right now, too, is probably pretty important. And, and it yeah. takes that much more guts to try and do it right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, three weeks left and, you know, we're in the hunt and, you know, we had a six-game winning streak and I didn't want to be that guy to break <laughs> up the winning streak. And uh, But, you know, I think the biggest thing is everyone has a lot of confidence right now and I think everyone's picking each other up and, you know, everyone's just rubbing off on each other. And I think that definitely helped a lot. You know, I really had a lot of confidence going in yesterday um, just because the atmosphere in the clubhouse and the dugout, you know, and just winning, it's, you know, I feel like that really helped me a lot. Well, thank you, Taiwan. Yeah, of course. And John Wetland one more time set. And here comes the 2-2 pitch to Edgar Martinez now. And the fastball swung on and hit the deep center field. Bernie Williams goes back and it is. Get out the rye bread and the mustard this time, Grandma. It is a grand salami. And the Mariners lead it 10-6. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. See you later. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon 
into the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.